Okay, uh, hi, my name is uh, Bert de Groot. Um, I initiated uh, the conference not too long ago. Sorry, I prepared a little speech to introduce Patrick. This is the second edition. So uh, the last edition, we had 16 people, some familiar faces around here. Uh, today, we expect more than 50 people coming uh, to this conference, to this little meetup. So uh, this really little conference that we might have in the future. Yeah. So um, I'm standing here um, in two nice cameras. Uh, of course, we will not record any of you. So uh, don't worry about it. Uh, we will make sure that you will not be uh, recorded in any way. We even made sure that the mirror was not <laughs> visible. So um, I would like to thank um, Stein, Ramon, Roy, uh, Ron, and Jeffrey uh, for helping out because uh, yeah, they try to make it very professional. So thank you very much. Um, and then uh, some more about Eindhoven. Apparently, there used to be some Bitcoin meetups in the past here, but they have all faded away. And uh, we are standing here next to uh, a company that's called ASML, which is uh, the manufacturer of most uh, machines that actually build chips uh, for our entire planet. And what you see is that uh, these chips are used a lot in Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin goes up, the Netherlands goes up. And that's something that is directly linked to ASML. So uh, we should not forget that uh, this has a huge positive impact. But we have two choices with all these chips that enter our lives. And that's either freedom or dystopia. And Bitcoin will bring freedom. And that's what we hope to achieve. And uh, that's also what we will show here for the people that don't have Lightning wallets yet. You can ask anyone here to help you out and pay uh, with Lightning to experience pure freedom. Uh, and also to see what digital cash can do for you. Uh, Patrick has seen the light of this freedom money already for over a decade ago. And uh, he will present you uh, how he has been able to build a company in the Netherlands that is making Bitcoin payments uh, accessible for merchants uh, for already more than a decade. And there have been a lot of struggles and there has been a lot of ups and downs. And uh, he's going to uh, tell us a bit more about this. And uh, listen well, because uh, you might be able to use this information uh, across the globe. Uh, that's why we record this also on how to uh, build a Bitcoin community and do Bitcoin payments in a proper way. So, Patrick, the floor is yours. Thank you. Yes, uh, yes please, uh, please bear with me uh, for, uh, for just a second. Besides that I'm, uh, that I'm the starter of uh, Island Bitcoin City uh, together with a few friends, I'm also uh, the chairman of a Dutch branch organization for Dutch Bitcoin companies called, called the Verenigde Bitcoin Bedrijven Nederland. And, um, but I decided to, uh, uh, to do something else and uh, to, uh, uh, to resign from this uh, position. And we were looking with this... Uh, 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 corporation who could follow up me as a chairman of this uh, uh, association and uh, we uh, yeah th there came like 15 uh, people who were interested in this position and I'm very happy to say that uh, Bert will follow uh, me up as a chairman from the Dutch uh, branch organization for Dutch uh, Bitcoin uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Thank you. Congratulations, Jeff. So, uh, yeah, that's just a short uh, news, uh, news item that I would like to make. And, uh, of course, it, it was very uh, recently that, uh, I believe just yesterday, that uh, the, the court in uh, Rotterdam ruled out that uh, the Dutch Bitcoin companies won their legal case against the Dutch regulator called the DNB, the Dutch Central Bank. So, yeah, that's uh, quite a thing that we accomplished with, uh, with the uh, association. And yeah, I'm very happy that uh, Bert will continue this road uh, for the, the VBNL. So, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, thank you, Patrick, for uh, all these years, because there was not uh, a group of Bitcoin companies when you started. So, you were at the start of yeah, this whole movement where we professionalized uh, payments and Bitcoin industry in the Netherlands where we are actually quite far uh, internationally. So uh, thank you for uh, all the hard work that you have put in in You're the past years. Okay, thank so. you. Okay, so now I'm gonna start with the actual uh, pr presentation that I uh, uh, prepared. Uh, I see a lot of people in the back of, the, of, the, of this uh, venue. Maybe there, there are chi uh, chairs over here and maybe over here. Might be much easier uh, if you come a little bit closer. I won't bite. I won't ask any questions. <laughs> well, maybe a few, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I will tell you about Arnhem Bitcoin City. Mm, some of you know, some of you probably don't know, but in Arnhem you can pay with Bitcoin at uh, over 50 uh, merchants, uh, cafes, restaurants, uh, shops, uh, and pay with, uh, with Bitcoin. And it started 10 years ago, uh, uh, almost now. So, um, but before I, I continue with this uh, presentation, I would like to know, uh, are there any people who have not really uh, dug into the Bitcoin uh, technical stuff and who are actually more interested in uh, how Bitcoin is working instead of uh, me talking about uh, uh, Bitcoin acceptance in, in Arnhem? Which one of you have already uh, gained some, uh, some knowledge about Bitcoin? Okay, that's like the vast majority of them. But there are still a few people who didn't raise their hands. So if you're interested in more of the technical stuff about how Bitcoin works, how you can get it, how you can use it, then please uh, ask somebody uh, uh, over here. We'll, we'll be here until far uh, beyond uh, 8 o'clock because another uh, presentation uh, will be uh, then. So yeah, use this, uh, uh, this occasion to, uh, to gain more knowledge about Bitcoin because I won't talk too much about how Bitcoin works. Actually, I won't talk at all uh, about how Bitcoin works. I do a lot of those presentations but not today. So today I'm only going to talk about uh, Bitcoin in Arnhem uh, and what we did. So uh, yeah, a bit of a personality show, but uh, okay, let's just uh, see uh, if I can keep you interested. Um, we started it with three persons, uh, uh, myself, Patrick, uh, Annette and Rogier. Uh, we are uh, uh, friends since uh, before high school even, uh, I, I guess. And um, yeah, I will tell you about how we started with uh, Arnhem Bitcoin City. The way how I uh, uh, want to do this is by just showing some sort of a photo album that I would like to uh, show because I can do a lot of uh, bullet points on, uh, on, a, on a PowerPoint presentation, but nobody wants to see that. So I'm ju I just guess maybe it would be more interesting if I show you some photos of the past years since uh, 2014 when we started this, uh, this project. So, how it all started, like 
probably with everyone uh, of you who raised their hands uh, just a few seconds ago, um, there was one friend who uh, asked the question in our, in, in our friend community, maybe we should check out Bitcoin. And yeah, that's how the, we, we got into the rabbit hole and we dug deeper into it. And the more questions we asked about the technical stuff of Bitcoin, the more amazing answers we got uh, from the, the available information on the internet at that time. And we realized, okay, this is, this is such an awesome uh, technology. It will, it will become much bigger than it is today. So uh, we started thinking, well, maybe we should do something uh, uh, about it uh, uh, with it. So the first thing I did was I, I was still working at uh, an IT company. I have a background in, in IT. And uh, at that company, we had uh, on Wednesday evening always some sort of a knowledge um, exchange uh, evening where somebody would give a presentation about uh, a, a subject which would be relevant for, your, uh, for a job. Well, Bitcoin was not that relevant for most of the people uh, uh, in their job. But it was still a technical thing and people were interested in it. So I was allowed to do a presentation about Bitcoin at that company where, yeah, I think maybe 50 or 40 of my uh, colleagues were interested in, in hearing that stuff. And I dug really deep into the technical stuff and it was uh, yeah, quite a well uh, uh, presentation that people liked. And um, we thought, I did it together with, uh, with Rogier because yeah, he was also uh, he, he's even more technical than I am. Uh, he, he studied math and uh, uh, knows a lot about cryptology and uh, that sort of stuff. So I, I brought him along uh, and uh, we together we did this uh, presentation. And in 2013, we read an article in, I guess, uh, maybe something like uh, the Algemeen Dagblad or a Dutch newspaper. And it was an article about this guy and this guy is named Jörg Platzer, and he lived in Kreuzberg in uh, uh, Berlin, in Germany. And he had a bar, and he was accepting Bitcoin at that bar in 2013 already. And uh, that bar, the name was Room 77, and it became later on some sort of a, a venue where every Bitcoiner from, uh, from all over the world had to be there some time in their life. Uh, so there, there was... There was a lot of Bitcoin people meeting there. And uh, for instance, the, the guy who developed the first uh, Bitcoin wallet, which you could use on your mobile phone, uh, Andreas Schildbach, was also one of the, the frequent uh, visitors of this uh, venue. But that article described how Jörg Platzer not only um, accepted Bitcoin in his own bar, but he was also going down the streets and convinced other merchants in that street to also accept Bitcoin. So there was like an, uh, a record shop and a barber and, and all sorts of, uh, of shops. I, I don't know how much it was, maybe eight or something like that. Uh, but there was some, some uh, area where, where you could actually pay with, with Bitcoin. And that idea, yeah, that, that was amazing to us. And we thought, well, why don't we do this in, uh, in Arnhem? We live in Arnhem. Why don't we uh, just uh, go around? So Rogier and I were uh, having a beer at a, at a, at a, at a terrace and we thought, okay, we, what, what is necessary for us to, uh, in order to, to, uh, to pay this beer with Bitcoin? And um, we thought, well, there's software available like BitPay, which you could use at that time, but that software was not very good and not really handy for, the, for merchants. And since we're all IT guys, uh, the three friends of us, we, uh, we just decided to write our own software, and that's called BitCasa. But I will uh, explain more about that uh, later on. Uh, 
So we, we read this article and thought we should do something like that in Ireland. So we just uh, said, okay, this presentation that we gave at my, uh, uh, at my work at the time, we can do this in Ireland for the, for the public, for everyone who's interested in, uh, in Bitcoin. And we can uh, also get merchants to accept Bitcoin. And we will organize some, uh, some pub crawl where every uh, Bitcoin user in the Netherlands can uh, go to different shops in Ireland and pay with Bitcoin for their beers. So we just uh, made some sort of a statement to uh, uh, the, the local newspapers and they picked it up. So this was an article from uh, the Gelderlander, a Dutch uh, local newspaper. And uh, we just told them, okay, we're gonna start uh, uh, building Arnhem Bitcoin City and uh, we'll have the first meetup in Arnhem uh, within uh, this week uh, where people can, uh, can learn more about uh, Bitcoin. So maybe it's worth uh, an article. And they decided, yeah, that's, uh, that's a cool article. So yeah, that's how we got some media attention uh, for this. So at this uh, first uh, meetups we organized, we did, try, uh, we did it twice, one in February and one in, uh, in March. There were like 70 people combined together, so like 35 per evening, uh, which was uh, located in, uh, in the city center of Arnhem at uh, an IT company of friends, of course, which, uh, which we could use the, the venue. So, uh, yeah, we started onboarding merchants and explaining uh, Bitcoin to, uh, to Arnhemers and people who live uh, in, uh, in Arnhem. And meanwhile, we were uh, setting up Bitcasa. So we uh, uh, get, uh, made an appointment with the notary. We went to the Chamber of Commerce and we, uh, we, wrote, uh, uh, we were registered uh, Bitcasa as a company. And yeah, the thing with Bitcasa is that uh, uh, well, it, it was necessary in order for, uh, for, for merchants to just accept Bitcoin payments from customers and receive uh, euros on their banking account. So our software, uh, made it uh, possible for merchants that it was no longer uh, a difference if people would pay with their banking card or with Bitcoin because the merchants, the, the shop owners, would get the money on the end of the day on their banking account anyway. So that was a very low barrier for, for merchants in Arnhem to just start accepting Bitcoin. But still, the first merchant that I, uh, that I entered, uh, uh, Bitcoin, uh, never heard of it. Uh, no, it doesn't sound right to me. Uh, and I, I, uh, I had to move on to the next one, which was on my list. And there were like five merchants where uh, nobody was interested in me. And we was, I was really thinking, oh God, did we uh, over, uh, uh, overestimated ourselves and is this not gonna, gonna work? Until finally one shop owner, uh, a cafe Enjoy in Arnhem, yeah, the, the, the owner already had some experience with Bitcoin and he thought it was a great idea. And he, always, and he also told me, well, maybe you should go to that cafe and that cafe because those guys are also interested in new stuff and uh, you'll, you'll get a good chance that uh, they will join you. So that's how it, uh, how it started. That's, there were also merchants where I just uh, went in the shop and told them, uh, yeah, we would like uh, you to accept Bitcoin and we're gonna help you with it. And, uh, and they looked at me as if I was, uh, as if I was selling cocaine to, uh, to them. And they wanted me <laughs> as soon as possible out of their shop and to never come back again. So yeah, that was, uh, that was a bit of a hassle. But okay, setting up Bitcasa because we needed uh, a company to exchange the Bitcoins uh, into, uh, into euros. And yeah, well, one of the first things that you need to do is uh, uh, open uh, a banking account. 
And just a normal banking, not a loan whatsoever. We, we, we were funding it ourselves, just a banking account. Well, that was uh, a bit more difficult than we uh, expected. Uh, this was like the reaction of most of the banks that we, uh, that we got. So at first we tried Triodos Bank because that's a green bank and we thought, well, it's something that we like and uh, well, we'll just try it. But we got rejected from this uh, banking account. And from that day on, we thought, okay, we don't have time to, uh, to fool around anymore because yeah, uh, applying for a banking account takes like four weeks or something before you get uh, uh, your, your stuff. So after we got rejected by, by uh, Triodos, we just applied to all the Dutch banks who were actually uh, uh, giving uh, of having uh, uh, business accounts for uh, for people but yeah the ing got uh, uh, we received a rejection letter for ing from regiobank <laughs> from sns bank from rabobank and we thought oh my god are we not going to get a single banking account but fortunately the abn amro was the one and we, we were still a bit curious why does the abn accept us and none of the other banks but okay that's uh <laughs> <laughs> They were, uh, they were accepting us, and that way we could actually uh, continue with our plans. So then uh, came the Bitcoin 24, uh, 2014 conference in, uh, in Amsterdam, uh, which was like a huge conference in, uh, in Amsterdam back at the time. I think uh, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 uh, people, I'm not really sure the, of, the, of the numbers. And uh, we were just, uh, um, but th there's a, s a small side story, th those letters that you see over here, are, uh, the, 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 they were used at the stage of this uh, conference because it was a nice uh, fill-up. But after the conference, those letters uh, yeah, needed to move away. And the organization was no longer interested in, uh, in having those, uh, those letters. There's one Dutch, uh, Dutch Bitcoin company, uh, which is called Bitonic, which is actually an acronym of these uh, letters. And they thought, hey, this is nice. Uh, so th that Bitcoin company bought those letters uh, for uh, a nice price. And they now have those letters uh, in, their, uh, in their office. Uh, uh, so if you ever visit them, then you can see those, uh, those letters standing there. But um, on this conference, we were uh, giving away flyers for, okay, uh, uh, on uh, the 28th of May, we'll open up Arnhem Bitcoin City, uh, just come around, have some food and beers with uh, other Bitcoin users, and we'll have a splendid time. And uh, yeah, just come to Arnhem. So that's what we, uh, what we did. And, um, yeah, in, in the meantime, our software was, uh, was working. Rogier had developed uh, uh, the software for this, uh, for, the, for the most of the part. And you can see here a picture from, uh, from a newspaper where Rogier is uh, paying uh, with Bitcoin at, uh, at a merchant that is selling uh, uh, sandwiches. We also had uh, the Bitcoin stickers already uh, uh, ready. So what is happening when uh, a, a customer pays with Bitcoin, the Bitcoins are being paid to Bitkasa, and Bitkasa makes sure that the euro equivalent is being sent to the to the merchants. So very simple solution, and uh, yeah, that's uh, just how Bitcoin works. This is the opening of Arnhem Bitcoin City in 2014. Uh, we organized a pub crawl. Uh, Fifteen merchants uh, uh, were accepting Bitcoin at the time, and we had some sort of a competition where people could uh, win a prize sponsored by Thuisbezorgd, which was the first uh, big uh, online company in the Netherlands that accepted Bitcoin for their uh, payments, and. Um, yeah, it was just an, an, uh, an awesome evening with, I think, uh, 60, 70 people uh, present. Not only from the Netherlands, also from Germany and from uh, uh, the UK. And also, uh, yeah, one of the attendees uh, is this guy. Does anybody recognize him? 
Aaron, yeah, this is uh, uh, one of the first uh, uh, good uh, journalists uh, of, uh, of Bitcoin. We already had good contact with him. Uh, he had his own uh, news site, Bitcoin news site, in, in, in Dutch language at that time. Uh, Coin Courant was the, was the name. And each time when uh, a new Arnhem merchant started accepting Bitcoin, we could send Aaron uh, a photo and uh, he would publish it on uh, Coin Courant. And uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a great time. So that's how, uh, yeah, that's how we, uh, we started it. We also uh, managed to get an, uh, a Bitcoin ATM at one of the cafes in, in Arnhem for this uh, evening. And uh, of course we had sponsors uh, ready. You'll see uh, Bitonic again, who was one of the sponsors of this uh, uh, event. But also this other company, does anyone know what Bitplaats is? No, Bitplaats, is they, they, it's from actually from Brabant, so uh, from Vechel. But, uh, any coin direct. This is the the the, the first name they uh, went into uh, uh, public with uh, in the Netherlands. And later on, they uh, they changed it to an uh, English name. And people actually were were making selfies with the with the Bitcoin ATM. Uh, this guy, uh, Martijn Wismeyer, uh, he completely fell in love with uh, with ATMs, and uh, he started his own ATM uh, business uh, uh, called uh, General Bytes. I, I, he didn't start it, but he was joining them, and he's still he's still uh, active with the, with the, with the Bitcoin ATMs uh, uh, until this day. So this was all the opening evening of uh, of Arnhem Bitcoin City, which was uh, just a, a very good uh, time. It gained some publicity. More uh, news sites and local news uh, uh, interviewed us about uh, Arnhem Bitcoin City. There were also other projects, like in Amsterdam who were doing the same thing like we did in, uh, in Arnhem. There was some sort of a competition between Arnhem and Amsterdam, who could get the most merchants to accept Bitcoin. Um, I have to say that the guys in, uh, in Amsterdam, unfortunately, did not have the long breath that we have in, uh, in Arnhem, because at that time, everybody was thinking, okay, Bitcoin is going to explode, and we were thinking it as well. Uh, a lot of people will be paying in Bitcoin in a few years, but, yeah, we overestimated that part of, the, uh, of our business model uh, a, a bit. So yeah, we, we are still doing this, but yeah, business-wise, it's not like a very much people are, uh, are paying with, with it. Um, one other thing that we did is that we, uh, we came in contact with uh, the local university in Arnhem, and we, t uh, we uh, accomplished that the new students who were uh, taking a course in a uh, technical uh, uh, course, um, got some Bitcoins from the university to spend uh, in the Arnhem Bitcoin City at their introduction week. So there's always uh, one evening in the introduction week where they can uh, uh, explore the, the city. And uh, well, the, the university gave them a small amount of, uh, of Bitcoins. And we also uh, posted a post in, on Reddit uh, to uh, get some extra funds for those stu students, because from the university they only got uh, three euros of, uh, of Bitcoin. But actually from uh, the, the, the people who read this Reddit post, a lot of donations uh, came in, which we were uh, uh, allowed to just uh, uh, give away to the students. And yeah, this is like the moment where I gave, uh, the, uh, in a single transaction, all the, the, the Bitcoins to, to all the students who had filled in a form. And um, just at the start of this uh, introduction evening uh, for them, so they could use the Bitcoin. This is filmed by uh, VPRO Tegelicht, Backlight in, uh, in English. 
There's a nice uh, documentary which also uh, contains uh, Roger Ver. Uh, not really sure if he's crying in that documentary. <laughs> Nearly, I believe. <laughs> Something like yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice uh, documentary about. about sorry. Yeah, uh, so uh, we did this twice, and we were planning on doing this in uh, 2016 again, but some of the organizers of this student uh, uh, introduction week, they, were, they thought we were uh, nagging about Bitcoin, didn't understand it, they, uh, they didn't feel like doing it again. Well, actually, the, the university itself was uh, positive about it, but yeah, those, those students organized it was not so positive, and they said, yeah, you need to, to get them on board if you want to continue it. And yeah, we failed in that. But um, at that time, the students got like 11, 12 euros of Bitcoin. And later on, uh, people emailed me that they, uh, would be, they, had, they had some voucher which they could claim on the Bitcoin, Bitcasa website. So we knew what their Bitcoin address was so we could uh, uh, make a transaction to their wallet. And then, like, years later, people would still come up with these vouchers because they still wanted uh, those, uh, those bitcoins uh, they got. Because those bitcoins were, they turned into uh, 1,200, 1,300 uh, euros uh, uh, per student. So, yeah, that was a, a small uh, side story of that. So that was one of the things that we did in order to gain, yeah, to, to get people to actually use bitcoin. Um, in the end of 2014, the local supermarket, the SPAR, uh, was convinced that uh, it might be a good idea to just start uh, uh, accepting Bitcoin. And that was like a major event for, uh, for Arnhem because uh, until that time, a lot of people were thinking, yeah, Bitcoin, it's nice, but as long as I cannot pay my groceries with it, it's just like monopoly money, I, I don't uh, get it. And now you could actually pay your groceries at a normal, uh, supermarket in the Netherlands and yeah that gained a lot of publicity so uh, I I remember that I was also in uh, the BNR uh, news radio uh, studio with Herbert, Herbert Blankenstein who was not uh, having the crypto cast at the time but just his uh, the tech what's it uh, show called tech technologue Techno exactly and um, he uh, invited me and we were uh, uh, yeah, I was just talking about Bitcoin and I had this scoop uh, for, for BNR that actually now the SPAR was also uh, uh, accepting Bitcoin. And then suddenly Herbert was, okay, thank you, Patrick, and now uh, we're going on. And that was the end of the show. And I didn't mention the scoop. I had no media experience whatsoever. And th th there was just, oh my God, I forgot to, uh, to, to mention that the SPAR is now accepting Bitcoin. So that's, that's a funny uh, thing. But uh, a lot of people actually, uh, because we're also uh, releasing uh, uh, notes to the press about this, and uh, yeah, this is like, I think, uh, the NOS, yeah, the NOS uh, uh, filming in, uh, in the SPAR because the, 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 the day after uh, we announced that you could pay with, uh, with Bitcoin at the SPAR, the, the local uh, SPAR uh, owner had to simply clear his complete agenda because there was a, a massive media uh, attention from radio stations, from uh, uh, television uh, companies who would actually come and film at the SPAR because, yeah, you could now pay with, uh, with Bitcoin at, uh, at the SPAR. So it was uh, like a, a major thing. Um, 
yeah, just not only uh, the, 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 the video and radio press, but also the writing press. So in, uh, in the Netherlands, uh, Nu.nl published an article about it, but it's also uh, picked up in, uh, in Germany, in Italy, in Romania, in Turkey, and even in China, they were interested that uh, you could actually pay with bitcoins at the Spar supermarket in Arnhem. And then, 2015, Otto de Vogt uh, was living in Estonia at the time, and he was running uh, a Bitcoin exchange, but he ran into some problems with the uh, local authorities. I mean, he, uh, was, uh, uh, yeah, he wanted to get out of Estonia because they were not treating him fairly, and he, uh, uh, he was having uh, a lot of uh, discussion with them. So uh, Otto is Dutch, but he lived in Estonia, and he was looking for a new place to live, and he thought, well, he picked up also uh, our news uh, items, and he thought, well, maybe Arnhem is a nice place uh, to live. Uh, they, they seem like a lot uh, Bitcoin-friendlier than uh, Estonia at the time. So Otto uh, joined, uh, joined us, and actually Otto was able to uh, rent his home from uh, Rogier, who was just moving away and uh, still had his own house. And he could uh, uh, yeah, pay his rent, of course, with Bitcoin uh, to Rogier. So Otto was living the, yeah, the ultimate Bitcoin dream. He could pay for everything in Arnhem with, uh, with Bitcoin and even pay his mortgage, not a mortgage, but his uh, uh, rent in, uh, in Bitcoin. <laughs> so um, also the, yeah, one of the things, uh, uh, the, the gas station was, uh, was starting to accept uh, Bitcoin, which is a nice uh, thing because uh, yeah, you could now pay for your gas uh, with, uh, with Bitcoin. And yeah, the next big, big thing was the Burger King accepting uh, Bitcoin in uh, 2016. And we had, to, yeah, we had to discuss with the, the, the not only the Dutch headquarter, but also from the pan-European uh, headquarter of the Burger King if we were allowed to publish a news uh, item about the Bitcoin, uh, for the Burger King in Arnhem accepting now uh, Bitcoins. But we managed to do that and yeah, also gained some uh, publicity. The, the Bitcoin owner of this, of the, the owner of this Bitcoin venue, of a Burger King venue, uh, decided that everybody who would pay with Bitcoin would also get a free Whopper uh, extra. So that was a nice deal. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was quite some folks who uh, who were paying with uh, with Bitcoin at that uh, at the time at, uh, at the Burger King. Uh, this is just some images. We also organized an, uh, a meetup at the Burger King in Arnhem uh, qu quickly after that, and there were people from Korea actually coming to Arnhem uh, uh, to pay their Whopper with uh, with Bitcoin. So it was uh, was a nice uh, nice thing. Then in 2016, we, we thought, okay, what's, what's, uh, what's the next thing we're going to do? We're going to organize a conference in, uh, in Arnhem. And we invited some of, uh, I think, uh, the, the best speakers at that time. Uh, Rick Falkvingi, uh, Ricardo Spakni, who's uh, the, uh, by the way, Rick Falkvingi is uh, the, the founder of the Pirate Party in, uh, in Sweden. Uh, Ricardo Spakni uh, is, uh, the, was the main developer of uh, Nonero. Peter Todd is like, uh, uh, he also uh, helps developing Bitcoin, but he's also very uh, uh, active on, uh, on Twitter still about Bitcoin. Manfred Karrer was, uh, is the founder of BISC, the first decentralized Bitcoin exchange. And of course, Jörg Platzer, the, the, the guy from Berlin who started it uh, over there. So it was a nice ni uh, lineup. And yeah, it was just a fun uh, conference, which we, uh, uh, organized in the uh, movie theater 
at the corner market at the time. That movie theater no longer exists, by the way. There's now uh, a restaurant uh, uh, over there. Um, then, one year later, um, we thought, okay, this, this conference was, was a blast, but uh, we're not going to do this every, every year because it was just uh, costing very much energy where we're still working and uh, uh, we, we had to do everything in the evening and uh, in the weekend. So uh, we thought, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll skip this year. But we got a call from a group uh, of people called uh, Bitcoin Unlimited that they wanted to uh, organize an, uh, their Meetly uh, conference. And their, um, their people told the organizers, well, no, we don't want to do it in Paris or in Prague or in London. Why don't we do it in Arnhem? Because it seems like a far more uh, Bitcoin-friendly uh, city. So we thought, okay, uh, we're not going to organize this but ourselves, but if somebody else wants to organize a Bitcoin conference in, uh, in Arnhem, sure, let's, uh, let's have them. We'll help them uh, search for a venue and other, uh, other stuff. So, yeah, that's uh, when the future of Bitcoin was organized in 2017. What we uh, did not realize, or what we did not know at the time, was that this conference was the kickoff for the forking of Bitcoin Cash. So, uh, a lot of people uh, had some opinion about Arnhem after this uh, conference because they thought we were uh, on the Bitcoin Cash side or uh, uh, whatever. We didn't know actually that this was going to happen and we were surprised that, uh, that it was. It also had uh, uh, people from like uh, Jameson Lopp uh, present and, uh, and other uh, people. But yeah, I think in, in hindsight, I guess the main, the main thing for this conference was the kickoff of uh, 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 Bitcoin Catch. So this was in uh, 2017 where I was uh, yeah, introduced as uh, like the mayor of Arnhem Bitcoin City and uh, held some welcome speech to, uh, to everybody uh, uh, at the time. So that's, that, that's our role. Uh, we, uh, we were not uh, in charge of uh, the people or the schedule of this, uh, of this conference. So I hope I cleared this up for, uh, for a lot of people. Um, but later on in 2017, another problem uh, occurred. Uh, the mempool got uh, quite full, and uh, what you see over here is the average uh, transaction fee that people were paying with their uh, Bitcoin transactions. Remember, there was no Lightning Network at that time. Every payment was on-chain, so when people paid uh, their groceries at the Spire using, for instance, uh, Bread Wallet, Bread Wallet was not very clear in how much fee you would pay uh, for, your, uh, for your groceries. And people didn't notice that they, for, for their $15 of groceries, they were actually paying $30 of uh, fee. So that was, uh, yeah, that was really killing for, uh, for Arnhem Bitcoin City. We, we simply had to, uh, to, to, to stop it and tell the merchants, okay, we have to close down uh, this, this idea because people are either uh, getting very angry about the fees they're uh, paying or they don't know about it. A question. In, in your model, who was paying the fee, the merchant, or it was uh, how, how did it work? Uh, with the, this is uh, the uh, general Bitcoin uh, topic, but uh, how it works is that when somebody pays with Bitcoin using their wallet, the one who pays pays also for the fees, and the fees are uh, being uh, received by the miners who are mining those uh, transactions into blocks. So that's uh, uh, that's that. But uh, so for the merchants, it was not really a problem. But we noticed that some people were not 
uh, getting clear that they were, and some were actually noticing that they were paying and were uh, emailing us, well, what the fuck is this? And uh, uh, so we, we just had to, uh, had to stop that. But that's, that's a really unfortunate time. It was really because we worked so hard for this and then suddenly, yeah, we had to stop and, uh, with, with Arnhem Bitcoin City. So we emailed the merchants, okay, we cannot uh, continue this. And um, yeah, that, that, that explains this spike downwards in the, in the graph, which you can see on the Arnhem Bitcoin City website. We publish actual uh, statistics about how much payments are, uh, are being done each month. So, uh, and later on in February, the mempool cleared again and we could continue with it. But still, there was no Lightning Network. And then, later on in 2018, the Lightning Network became uh, available on mainnet. And um, yeah, at first people could only use the Lightning Network from their uh, desktop PCs. There were no mobile wallets in, in, the, in the beginning. And then Eclair uh, launched their first mo mobile uh, wallet. Or um, how those guys called from Eclair? Async, yes, exactly. Async uh, launched their first mobile wallet uh, named Eclair. And um, I tested this wallet because I thought, okay, this is the solution. But remember that we were, we were in some sort of a deadlock situation. Uh, we were, in the meantime, uh, preparing Bitcaster to accept uh, altcoins because, yeah, it was either uh, stop with this at all or uh, uh, do something else. So we were building to uh, accept Litecoin and uh, even Bitcoin Cash. Uh, we didn't finish it, but we were working on it. And then we tested it uh, with uh, uh, the Lightning Network. And this was my first test. Uh, uh, I got a lot of uh, negative uh, uh experiences from, uh, from, from this in, in our test environment. And I thought, okay, I cannot publish this to, uh, to merchants because if a merchant accepts Bitcoin, he's already on the brink uh, of should I do it or should I do it not? Because yeah, what's, what's, it, uh, what's in it for him? And if it gets a lot of uh, trouble uh, with, uh, with customers trying to pay, then uh, that's a really bad experience. So we, yeah, we decided, okay, we cannot roll this out in, uh, in Arnhem. This is another uh, uh, screenshot from this wallet where you can see uh, 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 successful payment failed, successful failed, successful failed, 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 successful. This was just testing history uh, for me and it was yeah, not really working at that uh, at the time. But then um, in 2019, uh, Joost Jager, uh, actually an old friend of us, uh, which we knew uh, since back in 1994, I guess, uh, suddenly popped up in the Bitcoin space and he was working for Lightning Labs at the time and he told us, well, maybe you should check it out again because it's really improved at that time, uh, uh, in the meantime. So really check it out again. So we did a, a, a secondary test and yeah, it was, it was quite uh, working quite well. Well, maybe sometimes there was not a route or something, but it was, it was uh, doable. So we launched uh, Bitca Bitcasa with Lightning Network adoption so people could now choose uh, whether they pay on-chain or with Lightning when they uh, uh, paid at a, at a merchant. So the first time where we actually uh, made it publicly uh, available for everybody was at uh, the uh, 22 uh, May pizza day, where a lot of people came to our meetup in Arnhem and uh, paid for their pizzas with Bitcoin over the Lightning uh, uh, network. Uh, this is uh, Joost Jager. This Peter Slachter and Bert Slachter, and there, there are lots of other people who uh, who came to uh, to this uh, to this <laughs> meetup. Um, so, 
We also published what this would do with uh, uh, how many people would pay with lighting and how many people would pay on chain. The dark green is on chain and the light green is lighting. And you can see that people were lagging. They were still using on chain, but there was a majority coming who would actually use uh, uh, lightning payments uh, uh, over here. So yeah, it, it was going uh, uh, the right way, I'd say. Um, and at that time, uh, Arnhem Bitcoin City was like at the, the, the best state uh, we had, I guess. There were like uh, 120 merchants accepting Bitcoin. Uh, even the, the church was accepting Bitcoin. You could go, uh, uh, it's not being used for religious uh, purposes anymore. But you can go into the elevator, into the uh, to the top of the church, have a nice view over Arnhem and pay with Bitcoin. And a lot of other stuff. Uh, that's the government uh, accepting Bitcoin. No, that's not the government. Uh, that's a different. The city of Arnhem operates the church. Mm, might be true. Yes, it might be true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In hindsight, yeah, this is, I, I believe it's a an, uh, an Stichting, but uh, yeah, it's real. Uh, it's absolutely funded by the government uh, uh, for that. It's yeah. a nice uh, newspaper article. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, we all we did we did some newspaper articles about this uh, this thing. Um, but actually, the, the, there was another thing that, that we also tried to convince, of course, the local government to accept Bitcoin. How cool would it be if you could just pay for your passport with, uh, with Bitcoin? We were this close in uh, making this happen in, uh, in Arnhem. Uh, we had good contact with uh, uh, the lo local city council, but it took two persons to uh, fiat this uh, decision. And one of them was agreed, uh, had agreed to it to, to make it uh, happen. And the other one uh, thought, now we cannot do this at the moment. We're too busy with other things and let's not make it uh, extra complex for, uh, for our employees. We, we should not do this. So therefore we, uh, we didn't do it. And Zoek in Switzerland was actually the first one who uh, uh, made it happen that you could pay for your uh, passport with Bitcoin. So yeah, we're still a bit uh, sad about that, uh, that thing. Um, then came uh, 2020. Yeah, that was not so good for, uh, for Arnhem. Uh, uh, you could not uh, go into a cafe anymore and, uh, or, or have a drinks in a, in a restaurant. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is a terrible uh, thing for, for Arnhem Bitcoin City. Most of the merchants uh, uh, were busy surviving. Uh, they were not interested in, uh, in Bitcoin uh, sites uh, stuff uh, anymore and they were just uh, too hard working uh, in order to, uh, to keep their company alive. So uh, that had a downside on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, on Arnhem Bitcoin City, of course. Um, which you can see uh, yeah, over here, this, this, this period where some shops were open where you could pay with Bitcoin, but yeah, it was just some sort of a dead city for, uh, for most of the lockdown uh, periods, of course, just like Eindhoven and uh, lots of cities in the, in the world. So that explains why yeah, th this, this flat uh, line over here uh, uh, is, uh, was happening at the time. Um, if Corona was not enough yet, uh, uh, the Netherlands was also hit by uh, new legislation. AMLB 5 uh, came from Europe and was uh, put into practice in the Netherlands in the WWFT, and which meant that all Dutch Bitcoin companies, including Bitkassa, because we were not only uh, having this uh, merchant service, 
we were also redirecting people to our website where they could buy and sell bitcoins at our website. Actually, that was the main revenue of Bitkasa because the payment service was completely free. We thought about, well, maybe we can uh, uh, ask for a small um, fee for, for each payment, but there were far too less payment to make it uh, a, a reasonable revenue. And we decided to keep it completely free in order to, to lower the burden for merchants to just accept uh, uh, Bitcoin. That was the main thing for us, making sure that Bitcoin would be as much accepted as, uh, as possible. But because we were also exchanging uh, the, the, the Bitcoins to Euros for also those merchants, yeah, that had a great impact into, uh, uh, into our Bitcasa and, and Bitcoin City. This is one article from this time, which is really uh, 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 recent right now because of the judge case, uh, uh, the, the, the court case that was uh, uh, published uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, th we were being lied to by uh, 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 Bobke Hoekstra, <laughs> the prime, not the prime, the minister of uh, finance at the time, and they cracked down uh, Bitcoin companies far too much in the, in the, in the Netherlands. And well, Bitcasa decided, okay, we cannot pay the fee that we had to pay to the Dutch Central Bank in order to operate uh, the conversion uh, service again. So we just stopped doing the conversion but we were allowed to just continue our service as long as we did not convert Bitcoins into Euros again for merchants. But what was the case? A lot of merchants uh, since 2014 had already, already contacted us and asked us, well, maybe uh, I would like to keep the Bitcoins myself. I see them uh, rising in value uh, uh, almost every year. I'd like to keep the Bitcoins uh, myself. So that was like for 25% of the merchants that were already accepting Bitcoin and keeping the bitcoins for themselves. For the other five, uh, 75%, we were converting it into euros. So now only 25% of the merchants were uh, still accepting bitcoin, but this was also a large trigger for most of the merchants. Okay, from now on, we will just keep the bitcoins ourselves and still accept bitcoin. But for other merchants like the, the gas station, they decided, okay, this is too much of an administrative uh, hassle for us. We just cannot do this. We, we have to stop accepting bitcoin. So we lost a lot of merchants uh, at that time. And um, yeah, this is, this is just a new way uh, that we were only allowed to, uh, to, to operate. Uh, people could still uh, pay Bitcoin over Lightning or uh, on-chain, and we would send the Bitcoins to the wallet of the merchant, which would be a ledger, a treasure, or an account at an exchange, whatever they, uh, they want. Um, yeah, and this is also nearly the end of my, uh, of my, uh, of my talk. Um, but today you can still pay with, uh, uh, with Bitcoin at over 50 or 60 uh, merchants in, uh, in Arnhem. And yeah, remember that every merchant is keeping the Bitcoins themselves in their wallet. So uh, in the past we had some, uh, some comments about people, well, well, if I pay at a merchant, then uh, those, those Bitcoins get instantly uh, converted into euros. So I should not exchange them. Uh, I should not pay with them. That's not a uh, valid excuse uh, anymore. Actually, um, I've also read, uh, I've also wrote an article about why you should pay with Bitcoin and uh, sh just a small example for why it is uh, uh, a good thing, even if you believe that the Bitcoin price will rise, because that's the common argument I hear. Well, I think Bitcoins are, are going to rise in value. Why should I uh, use them to, to buy things? My uh, reaction is don't sell any of your 
uh, your your Bitcoin stack, which you have in cold wallet, and uh, you're planning on uh, for uh, for 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 your pension or whatever, leave them where they are. Just if you now pay for your groceries, you will probably pay them with your banking card or with uh, with fiat money anyway. If you just convert some extra bit of the fiat money into Bitcoin, and you use those Bitcoins whenever you can to pay uh, uh, for your groceries, you will even gain from uh, the value rise of Bitcoin while they are still in your wallet. And that's actually what happened to me, for uh, uh, for instance, at the, at the gas station where I paid with, uh, with Bitcoin. I made an, uh, 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 um, a wallet, especially for my gas station uh, uh, payments. And what happened is whenever I paid at the gas station and that wallet was empty, I just refilled it, refilled it again with like 500 euros or something like that so I could get 10 gas uh, Phillips again at that time. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so, um, but it happened to me that when, I've, uh, uh, that when I opened my wallet to pay at the gas station, I saw, okay, there's like uh, 300 euros uh, still uh, left in it. And the next time when I came into that gas station, I opened my wallet, there's like 350 euros uh, left in this, in this wallet. So, okay, I paid again. And the next time I went, I opened this wallet, there was still 350 euros in this, uh, in this wallet. So this is, a, uh, this is a way how you can actually use Bitcoin and not lose any of your uh, Bitcoin stack which you have in cold uh, money. If I had just paid uh, the gas station with euros, I would, lost, uh, I would have lost uh, money uh, uh, this way. The opposite is also true. Bitcoin sometimes also uh, <laughs> devaluates in the in wallet and then you have to, to refill your, your wallet again. But if you think that in the long run, Bitcoin will rise in value, you're doing a, a good job in uh, doing it like uh, I, uh, I just told you uh, um, for now. And yeah, the, the best thing about this, if people actually see you paying at a gas station, at a grocery station, if you for flowers, whatever. If I go in Arnhem and I pay for flowers for, uh, for whoever I want to buy flowers for, <laughs> then, and somebody is behind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this, this sounds really dubious, let's say my wife. <laughs> um, but uh, if somebody is behind me and sees me paying with, uh, with Bitcoin, uh, there's always a discussion. Oh, can you pay with Bitcoin over here? And uh, oh, wow, and uh, I didn't know you could do that here. And people are, are getting a very positive sign of, uh, of Bitcoin because most of the, the news you read about uh, Bitcoin is negative. So you can actually do something positive about the image of Bitcoin when using it for ordinary things. And that's actually what we, uh, we try to do in, uh, in Arnhem. So yeah, I suggest do this if you, uh, if you understand how, how to do it. You need to have a Lightning Wallet nowadays, uh, but there are a lot of people over here who can explain to you how a Lightning Wallet works, how you can get some Bitcoin from an exchange into a Lightning Wallet and just use them for ordinary uh, uh, payments. Is Bitcoin uh, only now? Uh, not yet. We're uh, uh, just like uh, a few weeks away from uh, making it lightning. Maybe just one week away from just making it lightning only. Yeah. Um, then, uh, yeah, the Bitcoin pub quiz. Uh, we we've done this three times now uh, again. Uh, the first time there were like uh, 15 people uh, going around. The, the second time uh, was uh, last year, and there were like, I think, 40, 50 people uh, around. And this year is going to be uh, yeah, big, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to fit into this, uh, this cafe. We're going to use the same cafe again. It's an awful place, an awesome place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
That's really awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a big screen where, you, where I'll uh, put up the, the, the questions. There will be questions from a lot of people. Uh, if you're interested in Bitcoin and you don't have any uh, family obligations on the December uh, 27th, then please come to Arnhem and uh, learn a lot about uh, Bitcoin and have a fun time with, uh, with a lot of people. So uh, another thing is that uh, yeah we're in May uh, it's the 10th anniversary of our Arnhem Bitcoin City and uh, we will uh, of course celebrate it. We still need to work on how we're going to do this, but uh, in May there will be something done in Arnhem which will be uh, quite cool, I guess. So um, uh, if you would like to know more about this, uh, you can register in uh, at the Arnhem Bitcoin City uh, at the newsletter. We will publish, uh, uh, of course, information about it. And then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, make another great event over then. That's it, uh, guys. Thank you for your uh, attention. Everyone, if you have any questions, just raise your hand. I'll come to you because we have a microphone here and then it can be recorded also. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, question. Uh, it seemed quite easy to get the merchants onboarded at the start because they were getting the next evening the euros or the same day they were getting euros. And you said at the end that uh, this, at the end they were like 25% of the merchants were saying, I want to keep them in. They want to hodl them. Yeah. So well, how does that transition take place to, well, I don't want to keep your bitcoins, I just want the euros, to I want to keep the 25% uh, of the merchants say, I want to keep them. How did yeah. that process work? Well, of course, uh, merchants were following the news about Bitcoin. And in 2017, you had like a huge uh, spike in the, in the value of, uh, of Bitcoin. And that was for a lot of merchants, uh, the key point that they thought, okay, why am I still converting this into euros? Uh, those Bitcoins are, uh, are gaining in value. And um, yeah, to be honest, I, sometimes I, all, uh, I, especially when we were no longer allowed to do the conversion, I went, of course, to all the merchants who were still uh, used to getting the bitcoins conversed and I explained to them, um, yeah, we cannot do this conversion anymore, but you can keep the bitcoins. And well, I've made some uh, sheet where you can see how many bitcoins uh, you have uh, received in the past and what is the value, the current value of this. And that, yeah, that actually works uh, for, uh, for a lot of uh, uh, merchants uh, to, uh, to say, okay, why not give it a try? Other, other questions? Yeah, I have a question. Edward? Thank you. Yeah, I'm also curious about, uh, well, uh, Lightning, of course, is used for small uh, transactions. Um, are there any merchants aren't in Bitcoin City that also um, uh, need the transactions for bigger amounts of in, in one transaction. So is it all small or uh, are there also some? Yeah, uh, for the main part, it's all, uh, all small. So I think like the biggest transactions are probably when a, a group of people are going to a restaurant with eight people and yeah, have to pay the bill uh, all at once. So it's like a uh, thousand euro max. Uh, probably uh, uh, that rarely happens uh, by the way. But uh, we also had like uh, a jewelry who was accepting Bitcoin in, uh, in Arnhem. Uh, we we uh, technically we uh, we made sure that the, the uh, any transaction would be confirmed on the blockchain uh, if they uh, pay there. But but there was no one 
no one ever paid at the jewelry uh, with, uh, with Bitcoin, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, a lot of people thought, well, uh, a lot of criminals will go there. Nobody, nobody paid with Bitcoin. And uh, do, do you believe in the future that um, uh, Lightning will be used if you're uh, Lightning only? then it will be only Lightning for also bigger... Uh, yeah, I think the liquidity amounts. in the Lightning network is, is getting bigger and bigger yeah, again. Yeah, I is. think it will be uh, much easier uh, in the future to, to have uh, bigger transactions over the Lightning uh, network. But uh, for today, I guess uh, the Lightning network has not enough liquidity for the average usage in, uh, in, in Arnhem. So, yeah, I don't see that as a problem, uh, of course. But Bitcasa was also uh, helping, uh, like, uh, companies outside of Arnhem. And, uh, for instance, a company who was installing solar panels on, uh, on roofs of, uh, of buildings, yeah, they had uh, 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 invoices of 7,000 uh, euro. Uh, at that time, that would be a, a big problem uh, with, uh, uh, with, uh, with lightning. But yeah, I'm not really sure if that would be uh, easy enough uh, in the future, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Another question? Hey. Uh, could you go back to the slide with um, with the graph of the all the transactions during the <coughs> 10 years? This it, one? It's yeah, it's quite I'm, I'm I'm not sure if it's for all of you, but it's quite surprising for me to look at this. Um, I mean, from the start, it already is quite a lot, but it, and it's 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 a bit going down. Do you have an, uh, an explanation? And also, I don't see the bull markets uh, in in this graph. Do, is no. there an explanation for it? How 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 does it? Well, the bull market. Uh, this is the bull market, eh? Where a lot of <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, a lot yeah, of people yeah, were, uh, were sending on yeah, chain. Right. Uh, so okay. I can see it clearly well, over there. Well, that one we can explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, yeah, it's, 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 it's I, I'm also a bit sad that, it, of course, uh, it's not as much as, as over here. I would also like it to be uh, bigger and bigger, but yeah, people are not paying with Bitcoin. I think that's uh, the main conclusion, but unfortunately. They were, they were but doing, so what? Yeah, but still, this is like, th this, is th this, this line is like the 5,000 euro uh, uh, line, so it's, in a month, it's still very uh, small amount. Uh, we were when we started this project, we really thought, well, within five years, uh, paying with Bitcoin would be quite normal. Well, <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah. Do, what do you think now? Uh, in ten years, what will? Yeah. I. Uh, you don't I have any expectations anymore. No. You just see. Well, the 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 the, the thing the thing that I just explained that people are not using Bitcoin for for payments. That is the main cause why this is not happening because a lot more people now have Bitcoins than back in uh, uh, 2014. But the guys who were active in 2014 were also very passionate about uh, the technology and were not just uh, uh, buying and selling on Binance uh, for, for some sort of shitcoin uh, or whatever. So the, the, the audience has changed and yeah, I'm not really sure why uh, uh, not more people are actually using Bitcoin at the moment. I really hope that it will change and that people will start using Bitcoin more. Yeah, so store of value. It says it's now a store of value. Yeah, it was already a store of value of uh, back then. But uh, yeah, you, if if you, if you say uh, no, I won't, uh, I will never spend my bitcoins. You are actually saying I will sell my bitcoins for fiat again once. So yeah.
Another question. Yeah, yeah, my, my last. The last question. <laughs> um, you're here to inspire uh, others uh, telling your story. And I was curious uh, if someone uh, here uh, living in another city or living in Eindhoven wants to uh, do the same. Is it the same now as back then? Is it still possible to, to, to uh, yeah, yeah. have more merchants use it? Because we know the stories of other countries, of course, but yeah. in the Netherlands? Yeah, yeah of, of course, of course. Yeah, this is, yeah, <laughs> gradually yeah, this. Yeah, of course, uh, I hope in Eindhoven it will get some traction uh, as well. Yeah. But um, we've seen a lot of um, projects like, like, uh, like us start up and vanish again. So uh, there is this famous graph of uh, Andrew, I believe, from uh, uh, Galoy, uh, where you could see that Arnhem Bitcoin City is pointed out like the first uh, major uh, Bitcoin community, and then Bitcoin Beach came up, and Bitcoin Ekasi, and all the other projects uh, came from it. But what that graph is missing is that there, in between, there were also a lot of other uh, uh, projects who started, but yeah, didn't have the long breath that we uh, uh, have yeah. and just uh, 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 it's vanished again. Like uh, Gent, for instance, uh, was also having like uh, 20 uh, Bitcoin merchants. Uh, Amsterdam was uh, was active, uh, but yeah, but it's still it's still possible. For instance, Zwolle is now trying to do it uh, uh, again, actually with one of my colleagues, Annette, who lives in, uh, in Zwolle now. And uh, uh, yeah, they <laughs> they've also con uh, convinced the local spar supermarket to accept Bitcoin over there in Zwolle. So there are now two spars in the Netherlands where you can pay with Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, I hope it uh, it really works. I think it's absolutely possible, but you need to have uh, some sort of a, a community who is actually using uh, Bitcoin for everyday. Yeah, tenders. so gi giving it more water and uh, yeah. community organizing yeah. uh, meetings. And the best thing is to just uh, go to your own favorite merchant, and then, then I don't mean like a, a large uh, retailer uh, like the Primark or something like that, but just a local uh, uh, merchant uh, which you uh, enjoy buying stuff of and then uh, try to convince him to accept Bitcoin. And then he certainly, he at least he has one customer, and that's important because a lot of the merchants in Arnhem uh, disappeared because their owner changed or whatever, and they never had a single Bitcoin transaction because nobody came there. So that's that's like a, a problem that you will have. But if you convince your own uh, favorite merchant, then yeah, that's a great startup. And we have the Bitcoin map. And of course, the BTC yeah. map uh, is uh, is active. Yeah where you can uh, see a lot, a lot of places in the whole, whole of the world. Can I just carry on from Edward's question there? Because yeah. uh, there's a couple of people here from MBZO. So we tried we tried in Eindhoven to get to look into alternative Sorry, payment systems. Sorry, where are the people from? MBZO, so that's New Brabant ZO. So we okay. tried to, we're looking into alternative. There's a girl, uh, money group. We're trying to look into alternative payments. So I joined a year ago and said, guys, do you know this, what you're looking for is already available at Nightly Network. But it's just really difficult to onboard merchants. We, we onboarded one coffee shop, Kipka. Yeah. Yeah. Not a coffee shop, coffee shop, but coffee, coffee shop. shop yeah. Coffee shop, yeah. Coffee shop, okay. yeah. <laughs> but it's just really difficult to, to onboard uh, merchants. Y yeah, you, it you, is need you need some kind of, uh, they from an idealistic perspective, they need to be onboarded. So it's, yeah. it's difficult to find yeah, It them. takes a lot of, uh, we've had, I've, I've met a lot of people in the past who were, uh, for instance, asking, well, I'd like to uh, convince merchants uh, as well, and maybe they can use Bitcasa as well. Can I uh, uh, get some, some, uh, some sort of uh, agreement about fees? And we had to tell them, yeah, 
sorry, but uh, we're doing this for free. I cannot pay uh, for any uh, revenue or something like. Maybe, you know what? <laughs> you can you can get uh, the full revenue we, we get from this because <laughs> we're not making any. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's something uh, a, a, a thing of a of a problem. It's hard to convince merchants to uh, to uh, uh, accept uh, Bitcoin. Uh, the way I used it in, uh, did it in the in the past and still are doing it is because uh, I told them, well, we're gonna put Arnhem uh, on the map as an innovative city with a project called Bitcoin City, and uh, we're, we'll we'll get a lot of merchants in Arnhem to accept Bitcoin. And for instance, at the when we at the opening, we just told them, okay, uh, you have a cafe, and we'd like to come here with a lot of people, let's say uh, 40 or 50 uh, people. And uh, we want to have some drinks and maybe food uh, over here. But the thing is, they want to pay with Bitcoin. And we've also had a solution where you can use uh, Bitcasa and still receive uh, uh, euros uh, in the banking account. So that's the easy way to start. But, if, but the, the, the different part from back then is, and the harder part uh, back then was, uh, Bitcoin had a, a far more negative image than, uh, than nowadays because nowadays everybody knows a nephew who, uh, who has some bitcoins or who's using uh, bitcoins. While back then people only knew it from Silk Road or, uh, uh, or crypto lockers or another bad uh, experience. And um, so that really, uh, that really changed in the, uh, in the years, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Other questions? Anyone from there again? Yeah, so I've convinced uh, three small local shops to uh, take sets. Cool. Um, and, and I'm always aiming at uh, getting more, uh, but I've convinced them to take them uh, off the books. So they just install a Lightning Wallet, and I'm the customer who pays them, uh, you know, outside of the books. Yeah. So Next step is next time I walk in that shop, I tell them, hey guys, uh, I know this guy at Bitcasa. You can start doing it for all your customers. What, what does it look like uh, if, if one of us finds a shop who's interested in accept accepting Bitcoin? Well, the, the, uh, I'm not sure how they are conf uh, accepting Bitcoin at the moment. Which, which uh, software just do they use? A, a Lightning wallet, uh, phone wallet. So they just keep this. Uh, yeah, they don't need uh, fiat. Then there's no need for, for Bitcasa to, uh, to use. Unless you have a lot of employees, mm -hmm. uh, it's, then it's easier to use software like, uh, like Bitcasa because the employees can then uh, just yeah, yeah. open uh, the, the Bitcasa page and the, the amount will be sent to the, to the yeah. wallet of the merchants. Uh, where the employees don't have access to the wallet. And, and if uh, the, the amount of transactions would uh, start increasing, more and more customers want to pay in Bitcoin, then they cannot uh, book all those transactions uh, out of the books. Yeah. Then they need Bitcasa as well, right? Or, or no, no, no yeah, yeah, Bitcasa is also handy because you get some uh, uh, Excel sheets which you can download uh, for of all the payments that you've, uh, that you've had. But for me, I actually, uh, uh, some merchants were also questioning me about this, but I always convince them to just make sure that they put it in the books because I, I, the, the, the thing is, I want to put Bitcoin uh, on the, the legal side of, uh, of everything. Yeah, I don't want to run into trouble, of course, with, uh, with a lot of uh, lawmakers. And the, the, the negative image of Bitcoin is, is the part that I wanted to uh, get rid of. So I just told them uh, uh, how they could actually uh, 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 
do the admi administrative part of it uh, uh, with it. So yeah, that's my approach. <laughs> A question from the back? Sorry, I will get uh, to you. Uh. Uh, I would like to have your opinion um, about the fact if Bitcoin eventually becomes a recognized asset class. Why would you sell your Bitcoin if we live in a fiat system and I can borrow against it? Uh, well, borrowing against it uh, would not be my, uh, my thing, but... Um but why not? Like, for, for example, if you assume that my children, I buy the Bitcoins now for my children, Bitcoin gets valuable in time. Yeah. They will never sell their Bitcoin, just own it, take a specific time of whatever whatever the moment is that the, the Yeah, like 18 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, let's say the interest rate is low, you have like 2, 3% interest rate, you borrow against it, buy a house, rent it out, and just build on your wealth position instead of selling. More or less the greatest opportunity you yeah. have. Yeah, have you heard about FTX? We have heard about FTX, but yeah. that's, not, that, that, that's not the point. Like, FTX but that's, is that's how this scheme yeah, works. That, that's like on a DeFi platform. But if it becomes a real asset class, like if the ETF trust okay. comes live and the banks recognize it, yeah. they actually probably would like to use it as yeah. a leverage to open up the monetary but system. But the thing it. is, uh, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. <laughs> no, okay, but just your opinion. My keys, my coins. Uh, yeah, there, if you there, there if you a, if you loan out your if you loan out your Bitcoin to somebody else, then uh, you may pray that you'll get them back one day. But I would not recommend that. No, no, of course not. But if it becomes recognized, you maybe they come up with a platform where you can actually uh, prove that you own them. The same as if you have gold and silver, you can prove it that you have it stored in Switzerland, for example. Yeah, sure. If the other party uh, thinks that uh, uh, owning the Bitcoin keys is not necessary, then yeah, sure, loan them out to them and uh, tell them you just uh, have them. And uh, or, 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 or is it just like a collateral? Yeah, like just a like collateral. Yeah, yeah, of course, like a collateral. Not you're not gonna loan your own. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, maybe sure. Yeah. But the 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 thing is, it's quite hard. Uh, um, to prevent that two people are actually using the same Bitcoin as collateral. So, That's correct. so yeah, I see uh, s something but about that. I actually feel more that the future is gonna be that people are gonna pay each other with Bitcoin. Uh, we're gonna lose a little bit of the fiat system. Or is Bitcoin gonna Well, the way I see it going at the moment, uh, yes. unfortunately, is not that way. Uh, like the FTX uh, example and other other uh, platforms, uh, people are still the majority of uh, of people who own Bitcoin uh, don't have the keys. And they are trusting other parties with uh, with uh, the Bitcoin, and I think that's a risk in the in the in the long run. The whole uh, idea of Bitcoin is that you can um, uh, fully uh, contain the Bitcoin yourself, and you don't have to trust anyone else. But that's not really what the majority of uh, people are uh, doing at the moment. Uh, but then again, the majority of people are not interested in, uh, in Bitcoin at all. They are just interested in gaining more euros by uh, trading Bitcoin. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the thing. But I hope people will learn on the long run that Bitcoin actually has far more value than just the price in, uh, in euros.
Thank you for the question. There was uh, another question. Uh, or, uh <laughs> I was thinking maybe in 10 years, have you ever had uh, any problems with the technology that maybe there was some money lost from a, like a payment not yeah, yeah, yeah. getting the, through? The for instance maybe you have some nice examples. The so. double spent uh, uh, problem, because we were taking Bitcoins on chain and uh, there was no Lightning Network, of course. So uh, especially uh, in the time when uh, the memory pool went, uh, went up again uh, in the end of 2017 and beginning of 2018, uh, a friend of mine actually uh, had no intentions to double spend whatsoever, but he just used Eclair or another wallet, I guess, uh, to pay for his uh, burger at a restaurant in Arnhem. And uh, yeah, we were, of course, monitoring that, uh, that transaction. And then we saw that uh, that transaction like four weeks later or something like that was still not confirmed. In fact, it was replaced by another transaction because he had, I'm not really sure what he did, but maybe he uh, reinstalled his wallet or what whatsoever. Uh, something strange happened and unintentionally he, uh, he double spent his own uh, uh, transaction. So yeah, but that, that actually is like uh, the only case where, uh, where we run into this uh, problem, uh, fortunately. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that is a risk. And on the other side, I think, no, I think the Bitcoin, yeah. Uh, at the beginning, uh, the Spar supermarket, for instance, had their own Wi-Fi network. And uh, as my colleague Rogier uh, called it, it's a crippled Wi-Fi network because not all the ports were open. And Brad Wallet was using uh, the Bitcoin ports to communicate. So the, the people who use Brad Wallet in the Spar supermarket uh, could not pay because Brad Wallet uh, uh, was not connected uh, to uh, to all the Bitcoin notes at that uh, time. So people had to thing. use the Wi-Fi of the spar to. Yeah, some people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, especially in 2014, uh, yeah. people 4G were. Was, or, uh, yeah, 4G, whatever. People yeah. were using Wi-Fi if it was available because yeah, it uh, saved them some data uh, of their uh, mobile account. Yeah, some nice uh, anecdotes. Thanks. Yeah.